Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Monday, October the 5th, 2015, and our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you, young lady, and thank everyone who has chosen once again to join us for engaging in this absolutely amazing technology of first century Aramaic forgiveness. Things are rocking along here at Heartland. It's a little bit of a cool day. It's supposed to go into the mid-70s, so it's supposed to warm up, but it's been chilly. We're starting to get some, some definite uh, cool weather effects here. And so our team is working. Actually, somebody at this moment is power washing the building, and one other gentleman is on his way to uh, the paint store to get paint and starting to move all of our buildings in the next direction of uh, solidity and moving forward. So things are rocking here. We have structured our intensive uh, programs for this winter, and we'll start actually on the 1st of February, and we'll do, we'll start out with a nine-day codependence to interdependence workshop, and then we'll move into from that nine-day codependence to interdependence. Actually, it'll be codependence communication practicum, and for those who are only able to do a nine-day there will be nine-day participation available for that. And then that workshop will continue out to a 16-day. We have a maximum of 12 spaces, so if you're interested in coming and joining us from July the uh, 1st, pardon me, July the 1st, when I keep saying that, February 1st, then that workshop will complete the 16-day component of it. will complete on March the 4th. Oh, excuse me. No, not true. No, nope, that's the laws of living. I'm looking at the flyer, but I don't quite have the uh, the specific details here. So, yeah, it's, anyway. it says it starts on February 1st and ends on February 16th. If you, I mean 18th, if you do the full 16 days. 
And then the oh. second one. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put it on the website. We just got this finished, so let us uh, let us complete and get that ready. But February first, <laughs> and ends on February sixteenth. Then we take one day off. Then Laws of Living sixteen days starts on the eighteenth and goes to March the fourth. So there'll be twelve spaces available in each of those intensive. This intensive is going to be in the lap of luxury. We have this absolutely awesome space just uh, five minutes away from Disneyland in uh, Orlando. And that uh, will be a, I mean, it's just an awesome, beautiful, I mean, I mean what, it's 35 or 3,800 square foot house, Gene, with a huge, beautiful, um, awesomely decorated bedroom. So it's going to be kind of one of those lap of luxury intensives that we'll be doing. And so if you want to join us, let us know sooner rather than later so that there will be a space for you because we'll be limited to 12 and I think um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 or 7 spaces are taken at least in the 16-day codependent communication practicum. Again, nine-day participation will be available for that intensive starting on the 1st of February. And then people can add if they can stay 10 days or 11 days or 12, up to the full 16 days. And then, the, of course, Laws of Living is a 16-day. And that Laws of Living will be a, uh, of course, it will require full 16-day participation. I guess if somebody wanted to do it and, and could only do part of it, that would be a possibility but it's not something we normally do because it is an entire experience. So, so anyway, that's rocking along and all things moving forward. We have our schedule set for next summer as well. That's on the website, www.whyagain.com. And .org. We, or .org. John Barron said .com in a long time. <laughs> Old brain cells firing. And, of course, our work is the work of first-century Aramaic forgiveness. That's our primary um, tool. We have a whole series of tools that cover a huge, huge territory of the human or, we might say, the non-human experience. And when you recognize power of this tool to clean out from your structure disease, disorder, confusion, pain, and trauma. It is absolutely amazing. And to inspire people to stay around long enough and work deeply enough is, of course, one of the challenges because the non-being mind has as one of its uh, primary goals, when the stress is up and the chips are down, I'm leaving, I'm out of here. And when stuff starts to move, that's what virtually everybody does and finds themselves a way to uh, to create that for themselves. And, of course, it's interesting that the mind will interpret that as guidance. We'll, we'll see people who will come and say, well, you know, my guidance is to come and be here and do this program. And then two weeks later when the stuff starts to move, it's like, well, my guidance has changed. It's like, wait a minute, the per- the, the, the the all-knowing power that can guide you changed its mind, didn't know what was coming? I don't think so. But the ego can sneak in and give us all kinds of uh, reasons and excuses for avoiding what's getting ready to move. And, you know, when we do an intensive, 
one of the first requests that we make of everyone is to be in class for the whole class and stay there through every minute of the session because what we've observed over the years, and it's really kind of hilarious when you watch it happen, is you get to know people and their issues and literally to the millisecond when that issue is going to start to pop, the non-being mind will counsel that person to leave the room. Oh, i got to go to the bathroom, or I can't come to this session because I'm sick, or I've got a headache, or whatever. It's just interesting to watch how that happens, and that's why we ask people to actually make a commitment. Because what lifts people through the things they would otherwise not work through is their commitment to do their work. And so... We're here to support you and to offer you all the tools that we possibly can. We'll offer you those tools freely. You can go to www.whyagain.org, and if you scroll down the page a little bit, depending on the size of your screen, you'll see a bullseye, red and white bullseye. Click on the bullseye, and it'll open a whole series of links and a whole series of worksheets on all the different tools that we teach. There are archives to our radio shows, well over a thousand shows where we've addressed just about every issue that you can imagine addressing. And so if you want free support to do your work, call the show, ask us questions. We're here to absolutely support you and give you the absolute best that we have. We can't give you the gift that comes with an intensive, and the gift that comes with an intensive is the deepening of the process. Most people structure their lives so that, and and it's not even in awareness that they've structured their lives to avoid feeling and dealing with what's going on. We had a really sweet experience last night. You know, the crew just arrived, and so we opened and did the Y workshop last night, and there was a young lady here who was nine years of age. And all of a sudden, we look at her, and she's in tears, and sadness is coming up. What's happening, sweetie? And what she shared was that her grandmother had recently died, and her father and mother were separated, and so she was with her father when they went to the graveyard. And being there at the graveyard with her grandmother, who she cherished deeply, uh, she had a lot of sadness, but wasn't allowed. It was like stiff upper lip, you know, we don't we don't do that in this family and shut her down and it was just so sweet to watch her. I mean we had a whole room full of adults. I don't know how many people were there last night? Fourteen people, fifteen people. And so this young lady speaks up and and is able to show her tears and feel her feelings and, and be safe to do that. It was just absolutely amazing. And both of her parents, her stepfather and her, her mother, just sitting there holding the space and, and, and just watching the whole process is just so cool. So it's the the deepening that comes, as we've talked about often with the support group that makes weekly, if there's not a support group in your town, we encourage you to start one. If there is, attend. And attend and attend and attend and attend. And the day you don't want to attend, that's the day to attend. That's probably most important because there's a part of you that says, well, there's something that I don't want to look at that's going to pop here. And the safety of letting it pop in a group is awesome. And the you know, the way that most people live their lives, they don't allow themselves to get to the depth that an intensive takes them. And so that's the benefit of, of doing an intensive, and uh, it just moves things to a whole other level. 
And, of course, the intensives here run anywhere from nine days to, you know, next summer I think we've got 66 or 67, 68 days scheduled. There'll be people who will be here for the whole 68 days. People will be here for nine or 16 or, you know, a variety. We've got one three-day program on on training for the uh, personal code evaluation, interpretation and understanding. So there's a whole variety of things. And then again, of course, February 1st, we start a 16-day well, it's actually going to start out as a nine-day nine participation available and up to 16 days of codependence to interdependence communication practicum. And then, of course, we have uh, a support team program. You can come and spend two years here, not spend a penny. We'll feed you, we'll house you, we'll support you with the work, and we'll ask you to do a work exchange program. And with integrity, support us by working on whatever projects. And, and the kind of projects that come up, you know, if you think about 17 acres in the Ozarks with 15 buildings, anything that needs to be done from the office to support for Jeannie and I to uh, right now they're power sanding or power washing buildings and getting ready to paint, uh, grounds work, office work, just social media, all kinds of, uh, of ways that you can support the work. And, and if you're out there and you're, you've benefited from this radio show, we'd invite you to consider supporting us, either, you know, is there a project you can take on and do from home? Uh, has this work given you the gifts that are worth sending back uh, financial support? And basically beyond you know, a fairly minimalist lifestyle that Jeannie and I live, everything goes into how do we create the next project to make this available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet? Because that's what we're committed to. And we're delighted that you're here to be the ears to hear it because that's part of taking the energy and the understanding uh, across the planet, and more and more, uh, we're seeing people who are taking the tools, and and oftentimes, and, and to me, it's a signal that we're getting to critical mass. Oftentimes, moving into instant understanding of the tools and applying them. We have one young lady who's a therapist in Mexico. We just actually heard from her last night with a message that they left with someone here and she's like I'm taking this and working with my clients and watching them make breakthroughs it's just amazing and I'm holding a space of conscious active present love it's just it's just awesome to watch it happen so we're delighted that you're here and so there is all that free support and if you want to pay us for support we're happy to have you do that too Jeannie works one-on-one with people on the phone and is available to do that Julie has some programs that she's doing with people on an ongoing basis so Julie's available to uh, to do the same, and of course intensives. You can go to our catalog and buy DVDs, CDs, and there's also a donate button. You can click and and send us a, a one-time donation, big or small, a monthly donation, whatever you'd like to do. If you'd like to see this work moving further and further afield, we're getting ready to move into some significant expenses with uh, with the upgrade of the property here at Heartland. So. If you'd like to support that, we'd love to have that support, and it'll help us to move it forward. We may do some kind of a fundraiser, depending on what we're getting into. We've actually got an addition to do to our kitchen that's uh, pretty significant. But if you'd like to help us with that, hit the Donate button. Drop in a note with it, what you'd like it to go for, and that's what it'll do. And beyond that, Gene, do we have Dr. Tim with us? We do, and he's on. Well, let's say hello to the young man and see what's exciting in his world. Dr. Kim, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. I was listening to the intro and remembering different times I've been to intensives in Heartland, 
and some of the most remarkable things, including someone will ask a question, and then as you're beginning the answer, they will get up and go to the bathroom. It's happened on more than one occasion. Do that, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, on more than one occasion. That's happened when I've been there, and we we stop and we try to call the person back, and they are just clueless as to why we're trying to interrupt them because they they're you know they're insisting that they just need to use the bathroom, and um, and you know we all do that kind of unconscious operating all the time without the gift of being shown how our unconscious is driving us. So it's a real gift to be in that community setting that you're talking about, whether it's in a support group or an intensive, to be able to get feedback from others that we've agreed to, made the commitment to listen to and accept feedback from. And and if we're willing to stay with that, we can actually get insight into how our unconscious mind is driving things that's simply not available to most of us as we live our lives out in the world. So it's and very powerful. Distractions. Say again? The distractions that we also the distractions we can get ourselves into to avoid really truly being conscious. It's it's always pretty amazing to watch too. For instance, what do you what do you have in mind? Well, I'm really ready. I'm going to do my work, man. I am on it. And the next thought that comes is one that is a piece of work to be done. And all of a sudden, as you said, somebody will walk off to the bathroom. Or somebody will go and find some junk food. We actually had one guy here years ago who was a medical doctor, and he climbed out of a bedroom window and got in his car, went to town to eat some junk food. We can distract ourselves with work, with busyness. You know, you've heard us share on the show, you know, Rex took when Jeannie and I went to the prison in Ionia, Michigan, and Rex took it up with Michelle and, you know, took it to the next level. And there was an eight-week program that was going to lead to a 16-day laws of living, or pardon me, a 16-week laws of living, and the admission to laws of living was to do five worksheets a day. And here's a, here are guys who are in a, a super high security, 25-year-to-life um, prison, and if they've got a job, they might get three hours in the kitchen or in the laundry or wherever, but otherwise, they're in their cells 23 hours out of 24 every day. And the reason why these guys complained about having to do five worksheets a day was they were too busy. They didn't have time. So, any kind of distraction, food, anger, hostility, you know, projects, you know, when somebody comes to Heartland, we've got to be totally focused in their work because if they're not, they'll find a project to do that will totally distract them. And as soon as their stuff starts to come up, they'll turn their minds to the project they have to do instead of making the sole project their own internal process. So it's it's a it's a powerful opportunity when people come here to move things to the next level. Agreed, agreed. And uh, uh, as I was saying, a, a level of support for that process that 
for most of us is simply not available in our individual lives in our daily world. So, so it's highly recommended. And I, I tell people, they ask me about, it, you know, is it fun? And I say, no, <laughs> not for me. Now, for somebody like Dr. Michael Rice, who thinks it's fun when people's stuff comes up, perhaps, but it's work that pays huge, huge dividends. And 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 for long, long time after the fact, you know, I've I've known of several people who show up thinking they're going to just be there for nine days, and then they stay for another nine days. Because at whatever level they decided they simply couldn't believe how much they got done and how much different their view of the world was and their perspective on their issues was. So they literally signed up for an extension of additional nine or more days. And, you know, in this world, the way most of us have our lives scheduled... I think that speaks volumes. You know, you you should just have statistics on the number of people who cleared their schedule and was a Herculean effort just to clear to have five days or nine days or 16 days. And then when they get done with that, they decide to stay for an additional nine or, or more days. That's, that speaks volumes about the power of the benefits of an intensive. I remember a few years back we had a woman who came for a nine-day intensive, and she had a friend who also came, and her friend decided to stay for the summer. And she's like, well, i got to get some work done. So she went off, I don't remember now exactly, for five or six days and came back and spent the rest of the 68 days there. Just You know, once you start moving, once you get that energy moving, it's such precious, precious time. And lifelong friendships are made, and yes, it is when people start to get the power of the process and then they can let go of their pain, my take is it's a lot of fun. It's it's very exciting. I mean, so often we'll go through a piece of work, and I, I'm sure you see this in, in the support group, Tim, and going through that piece of work and everybody just stops and looks at each other with such appreciation in their hearts for what just moved in them. It's just amazing. Yes, it is. It is one of the main blessings, and I don't. There aren't really words for it, but you know, people ask me. Still to this day, some people ask me. So why do you donate your time to that group? Why have been doing that for going on ten years now? And why do you? You sit on that internet show, and my answer is because I get so much out of it. And then they push the issue, and I say, well, okay, here's the other answer. What I have found in my life is that if I don't do the work, I don't do the work. And if I don't make myself accountable to show up for the internet show or show up for the support groups and you know, schedule people and commit to working with them and teaching them the tools, then I get busy with my life and I go out and ride my bike or I go fishing or I go taking pictures of hawks and eagles and I don't do my own work. Because I'm, you know, 
I'm able to escape and go on the vacation type mode and and a relatively comfortable life and so if I don't hold myself accountable if I don't get it set up in my life so that people are expecting me to show up and help them with something I can easily and I've seen it a number of times I easily drift away from doing the work and then they say well so why do you want to do the work and I say because my life today is just so much better I taught an all-day EFT class on Saturday and at one point somebody was pushing the issue in their questioning. You know, why do you do this? And I said, well, because essentially there isn't any way for me to describe in words how much better my life is now than it was before I instituted some of these trainings and skills. And it's just not possible. And um, so, you know, I gave the example, I've talked about it on the show before, that, you know, one of the things that, that I use is I use this practice. I get up in the morning and I say, if I catch myself at all today being upset, I want to call a timeout and just breathe and relax. If I need to, if I'm really upset, I'll do some tapping. But I step back and just quietly ask questions like, well, I wonder how this is going to turn out for the best. I wonder how this event, even though it doesn't isn't what I wanted it to, to be, holds a blessing. Or I wonder how this event holds a lesson I need to learn to move to the next level in my life. So I'm taking some breaths, I'm stepping away from the triggered moment, asking those questions, and that practice has transformed my life more than words can describe. And the first thing I say to people is, because I spend so much less time in the negative emotions, in the anger, in the fear, in the sadness, in the hurt, in the guilt, in the shame, in the confusion. And right there is transform my life. And the second way that I point people at trying to understand that is I see so many more blessings, little miracles, little positive coincidences than I ever used to see before when life would go in a way I didn't want it to and I would be in anger or fear or sadness. And perhaps those good things are happening more because I'm staying in that calm, loving space. And perhaps they were always there, but I couldn't see them when I was raging or I was focusing on what I didn't want. So I do this work because it makes my life better. Yeah, well, oftentimes you hear from people who say, well, I just don't have the time. It's like, actually, you don't not have the time. And the benefits are the the time benefit that it pays back, the the time that you gain from not having to focus, as you say, in the negative realm. And I know for me that it was several decades ago that I recognized that if I wanted to be really do my work, I needed to commit myself to teaching it. And I recognized myself, I know myself well enough, that if I weren't teaching it, I never would have done it. I wouldn't have stuck to it. I wouldn't still be working with these tools. And so commit to be a teacher of it. And that'll take your process to a whole other level. Because, you know, what I recognize is when I'm in my stuff 
and I have to stand up there and explain the core of why is this happening to me again, I have to change my mind. <laughs> I just have to do it to get in harmony with truth. So it's just pretty amazing to do. And so if you don't have a support group in your area, then we suggest that you start one. You don't need to be an expert. You know, Basically, the starting point of a support group is somebody who says, I'm going to draw two or more people together and watch an hour of a video and do a worksheet with people. That's all it takes. And then let it grow from there. And it's most amazing. If you decide that you know, you're really going to take it to the next level, then sure, at some point do laws of living, do teacher training. I don't know if Susan and Terry might be listening. You know, they left. They were really dedicated. They drove all the way from Asheville, North Carolina. And Terry did with Susan. Susan actually drove from Wilmington another six hours. They were here for about 24, 30 hours. and got the car and drove back. But we got a lot accomplished with you know, projects and organizing things and how it's moving forward. Just really got a lot of, uh, accomplished. And so, Susan, if you happen to be in the uh, Wilmington, North Carolina area, is getting ready. I'm not sure exactly what her start date or if she's actually set one. But sometime in the next couple of weeks, she's getting ready to do an eight-week laws of living again, her fifth laws of living class. So if you want to join her for that, it'll be There's a lot of static on somebody's microphone. Mm-hmm. I haven't changed anything here, so I hope it's not mine. Yeah, it's got to be you, Michael, unless uh, Jeannie has something else turned on because I've been muted. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you talk for a minute and I'll mute and see if it is coming from me. If so, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about it. Okay, well, it well, just it, it stopped when when yeah, you started it, it, talking. It sounded like you had your phone in your pocket or something or something was rubbing up against the microphone of the phone. It wasn't electronic static. No. Okay. Well, we'll see if we can get it to be better. I'm kind of in a pretty static place right now. now it started still. doing it again right there. Okay, well, and there's something in, I, I don't know. I'm I'm perfectly still and not sure what to do about it. Are you still getting it? No, it stopped right there. Okay. Um, Well, let's check in and see if we've got anything happening in the chat room or anybody with a hand up in the phone queue. Well, in the chat room, um, Maureen was just talking about she was thinking it's just in the experimental thought stage right now of putting together a kit that would include Bill's PowerPoint, a copy of the Why, Healing Children, Loving Children, a set of the Inside Out dolls, and a copy of the Inside Out movie. She was calling it an anti-suicide kit, and so where her conversation was, well, that still focuses on suicide. And so um, she's saying, how about choosing jewelry kit or choosing light kit? So that's, she's got some good ideas rocking there. And she said it's just in the experimental stage right now. And a second thing is Julie from Ashland, Oregon, sent a text and said we might want to specify that the Julie that is working with people and has some programs going is actually Julie Haverstick here at Heartland, not Julie in Oregon. <laughs> so just saying Julie might make a confusion there with people wondering which Julie was doing the program. So thank you for bringing that to our attention. We definitely want to acknowledge uh, Julie Haverstick for all that she is doing and, and give her the credit 
for what she's doing. So thank you, Julian Oregon, for bringing that to our attention. And we do have cool. a hand up. Let me, let me throw something before you before you go to that hand. Okay. Team, Maureen, if you're thinking about taking something to the community that's at risk for suicide, you might have the program that you're doing. In that case, you could have a couple of different programs. It could be one for, you know, for kids. But if it's particularly aimed at people who are at risk for suicide, it might be a choosing life kit or how to choose life or tools for life. Might be some different uh, ideas just to think about for a title for it. But that sounds awesome. Let's go for our caller, sweetie. Tools for life. That sounds good. Okay, the, uh, this is one of our Heartlanders, 417. You're on the air. Hi, this is Magda. You're right. I'm almost at Heartland. I'm down the road a piece. So, hey, I'm um, welcome. Can you hear me? <laughs> Thank you. So I guess you can hear me. Um, I just have, you know how you talk about a quick question? I don't have a quick question, but I have a quick um, uh, testimonial. And uh, it's about what um, what you were just talking about with Dr. Tim, about whether or not going, coming for um, an intensive is fun. And Dr. Tim, I agree with everything you said about intensives, everything except at one point. For me, personally, uh, they can be lots of fun. The very first time I came to an intensive, we had nine ladies staying in one cabin, and I thought I would really, really hate it because it was crowded, and we turned the, the whole thing turned out to be so much fun. I remember so much laughter and singing and sharing of stories. Uh, so that was my experience, and um, of course, a lot of growth and um, a lot of changes. So that's all I wanted to add today. Magda, what did you think about the uh, the meeting that we had last night? We were talking earlier about uh, the little girl that was sharing and, and some of the openings that happened with just everybody sharing where they were from. Yes. Uh, I did miss the, the first part, the introduction today, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I thought that was spectacular. Uh, it was, to me, uh, the word horizon comes up, like the, you know how the sun on the horizon in the morning just brightens everything, and the fact that she was sharing the way she did, and, and I have not known her to speak up a lot, before this, about any time, and for her to speak up in that group, I think is a testimony to the love that was there, the safety, the acceptance, and the power of this work, and um, she's just a bright ray of sunlight among all the others who were there. I thought it was a great meeting. I look forward to to what's going to be happening in the next few months. Yeah, I think it was particularly powerful that she just spontaneously did that on her own. Nobody encouraged her. Nobody said anything. It was just there in her face. And and she got the safety of speaking it and being with it. And then Jeannie, you know, did a worksheet with her on it. And it was just awesome. So um, I, I'm going to sign off now because you probably have some other folks who want to get on the line. I just wanted to to let people know 
who've never been to uh, an intensive, that it is a, an incredible experience in so many ways, and it can even be fun. <laughs> and yes, lifelong, wonderful friendships can come out of it as well. Um, as a matter of fact, I have a, a lifelong partnership that's come out of this. How about that? <laughs> that's that's pretty good friendship. Awesome, so. yes, yes. <laughs> it is certainly a yeah. sweet and fabulous place to meet people to open relationship. Of course, we don't encourage that to happen during the intensive, but you know, where do you go to find somebody who really wants to do their work and be conscious and is willing to join in, in doing their work? And that's... Uh, Another fabulous gift yep. of uh, of the intensives too. It's pretty sweet. Absolutely, yes, it is. Yeah. So, okay, I'll sign off. I'll see you guys later. Blessings to All right, everybody. Blessings. See you then. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. So our call-in number is six four six two hundred four one six nine. If you uh, are in the phone queue and you want to talk to us, push one. And that will put a little hand up in the control panel. Jean will see you want to talk, and she'll introduce you by area code. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, thoughts? How can we support you? That's the purpose of this show. Is It's called Mind Shifters Radio, uh, right in harmony with our Mind Shifters support groups. And how can we help you shift your mind from perhaps a propensity you have towards something that is not made of the stuff of human life, and we have a whole definition for a human life. If you hold a newborn child, you know exactly what a human life is. If you're living without one of those, without that awesome, sweet presence of love, then we're here to support you learning how to let go of or forgive. You know, the culture's taught us that forgiveness is about forgiving them, letting somebody off the hook for what they've done. And we're here to say that's got nothing to do with forgiveness. Please never, ever, ever forgive anyone ever again for anything. Because the truth is you can't. Equate the word forgive with removal. And so if you have an hostility-based or a fear-based response to someone, forgiveness is how you remove your hostility or fear. It's not letting them off the hook because you have that hostility or fear-based response. So that's what we're here to support. That's what we're here to understand, and that's what we're here to bring into the world. Jeannie, Um, anything happening in the chat room? Anybody with a hand up? We do have a hand up, and I received a a text from someone asking that we ask the community to hold the space for David, and he was a a previous Heartlander for several years in his process of healing, and we also want to hold the space for Jim and some issues that he's having in his family too. So you might want to mention those, and then, yes, we have a caller. Absolutely, yes. Uh, David's been in the hospital for a couple of days, I understand, and he's coming out with flying colors and doing well, so just uh, surround him in your heart. And then uh, Jim's son, Jim, just found out that he was in the hospital, and so we'll just hold that space, take a minute to just be the connected space of love. It was kind of fun. Uh, Susan shared was the, she had someone who came to an intensive and announced, or or to her Laws of Living class, and announced that uh, he didn't like anybody. And along about, I don't know, the third or fourth or fifth week of Laws of Living, he showed her a text where someone that he knew was having challenges. And his response, as opposed to, I don't like anyone, was, 
I'm just holding the space of active love for her. It's like, how cool is that? And when you recognize, you know, the, the physicists tell us that every molecule in the universe is in continuous communication with every other molecule in the universe. When our communication, and, and one of the primary ways we communicate is through our perception, when our communication is based in love, our perception is based in love, then we're sending and communicating an energy based in love. When our perception is based in hostility or fear, then we're doing the opposite. We're literally spraying them with that hostility or fear. And so we're here to upgrade ourselves and support the whole planet being upgraded too. Gee, is something happening in my life that I don't like? I think I'll spray love on it instead of hostility or fear. And watch how things change. It's just absolutely amazing. So if you join us in just holding both of those folks in that space of love, that would be awesome. And Susan, if you're out there, maybe you've got a, you want to share with us uh, just what your plan is for uh, Laws of Living so that anybody in Wilmington that's listening can tap in and get into that class with you. In the meantime, we do have a caller. Let's go for it. Area code 864, you're on the air. Who do we have? Hi, this is Mary Ann calling from the Carolinas. Well, hey there, young lady. Welcome. Good to hear your horn. Well, thank you. Yeah, so um, I'm the reluctant caller, and uh, okay. uh, something is happening in my life, a situation that I would love to see differently, and um, over the last month, I've been going through um, several layers and opportunities for healing and, you know, just trying to see it with all the love and um so my goal has been uh to see every to be in every situation and keep love conscious active and present and today i really got in touch with and just a touch of anger my usual pattern is just to get into sadness but i allowed some anger to show up today which is certainly underneath and prompted me to um, to call. And so the story, the situation is that I signed a contract with a neighbor who um, I assume was a licensed contractor, which he's not. And um, so I looked at the pattern and gullibility came up. And, um, of course, I assumed something. I didn't ask for his credentials. I just assumed that he was a legitimate contractor. And as it turns out, he has a criminal record, and he's in jail now. And I had given him a check for about $7,400. Ouch. And it, yeah, ouch. And um, I was ready to give him cash. I mean, that was the level of trust I had. And so um, the sadness has been around finding out the reality, the actuality, and I just feel really sad, and I would love to mm. shift into, I'd like to be able to change this mind and see it from the highest perspective, and, and I know the little um, 
I have memos, you know, that say everything is for my highest good and so on and so forth. So this is a test. I mean, this is really uh, the likelihood of getting the money back is very slim, very slim. And I've talked to the magistrate, I've talked to an investigator, I've talked to, you know, gotten legal advice, and um, he owns nothing, so a civil lawsuit isn't going to bring me any, you know, any money back, basically. Right, right. And so I'm just letting myself tell the truth about it, and it's embarrassing in that, um, well, I'm, you know, feeling embarrassment around feeling um, lied to and um, there's a lot of sadness around it. Mm. Well, my first thought would be that, you know, you talked about your goal, wanting to see through love or to be love in the situation. And that would be doing a worksheet on yourself. But the worksheets that I hear you referring to that would be really useful to do, number one, if you've got a pen handy, I would suggest that your goal would be, one, to get your money back. Right. Two, it sounds sounds like the embarrassment issue is, you know, I want to look good. I want to appear to be smart or be seen as smart. And if I were smart, then I'd have spotted this. I'd have asked for the credentials. I'd have known it. So you might do some around there. And that might take you into the place where the anger is hiding and give you a chance to process through that and and let that go. So I'd I'd be looking at, and you know, you wanted him to treat you with integrity, so that might be another goal to work with. There are a number of different things that would probably do you well to cancel the goal, to collapse the energetic contribution that the hidden part of your mind is making to the anger, the embarrassment, and the pain that's going on. So they'd be the directions I would go with it. Right, and those are definitely some, yes, I agree with all of that. And I remember years ago I heard Dan McDougall talking to someone about me saying that I was gullible. So what's the opposite of gullible? Well, the opposite, well, gullible really means that um, I love my own opinion more than I love the truth. That's that's where the gullibility is. I thought that was the definition of paranoia. Well, it can be that too, but but here's here's the game, is that when I am not willing to see the truth, see, if I had a a high level of truth in this situation, I'd have picked up on the cues that told me this isn't going to work out very well. There's gullibility. And so it's usually an issue, and you might want to look back on one of your uh, intensive uh, feedback sheets and look at the assignments for love of truth, and I'd be doing those. And so, you know, just, you know, the the space of being willing to see the truth. When I have a higher love of others or self than I have of truth, that leads to gullibility. That leads to, you know, remember the Harvard research we've talked about, 10,000 brain cells fire, a maximum of nine bits of data show up in my mind, and something determines which nine bits of data is allowed to show up. The two things that determine it are, one, my goals, and two, the filters or blocks that I have set. So if I've 
lived in a world where I don't want to see the truth about myself or others, then I block truth and information that would be useful for me to have, you know, cues that were dropped that would be helpful for me to see that would make a raise a red flag and go, maybe I better check this guy out a little better, would be available to me if I had a high enough love for truth. But if I have a low love of truth, and that usually means that I either, you know, want to blame myself if I've got a lower love of truth than, than self, then I want to hide things from myself, and I may end up blaming myself, and I want to hide things about others. I don't, I don't want to really see what's really there. So they'd be the kinds of things involved in that one. And the other other goals that I would see as, as probably being productive is you simply want the work done that he would kind of do. And so, you know, any attachment to that would, would clean out the next piece of your mind on people not doing what you want them to do. And that would probably take you into a deeper issue of dealing with people who don't have integrity. And, of course, seeing as how it's all done with smoke and mirrors, you might want to do a worksheet or two around places where perhaps you haven't had integrity. And so as you do that, you you know, you delve into deeper and deeper parts of the mind that keep things hidden. And, you know, when you get to the root of that anger, and you know, I love how the Course in Miracles speaks about it, is the slightest irritation covers the most intense rage. And, you know, your your family system, if I recall correctly over the years, your family system didn't make it very safe for Marianne to be anything other than a good little girl who never showed any upset or, you know, never, never rocked the boat. And so, you know, some worksheets around that, being safe to really rock the boat a little bit and let yourself feel what's there. Of course, there are reflections of... You know, usually power person issues. You know, I wanted my power person to do what they said they were going to do. I want them to be there for me. Or this guy, you want him to be there for you. You paid him, but you also want him to be there. So they'd be, you know, there'd be a, a number of different things that you might want to look at and and deal with. To uh, yeah, I've been I've been dealing with this for over a month, out. and it took me a couple of weeks to find my voice and actually ask for what I wanted. It took me that long, and so then mm. I got into talking to people who deal with criminal situations and licensing and and investigators and magistrates and you know try, and, and attorneys trying to find out my recourse, what what I can do legally. Because he's in jail right. now and he's going to be in there for a long time because he's done this in the past. And so I went online and I looked at what uh, was on the state website about him, and it's pages and pages and pages of similar uh, behavior. And wow, yeah. yeah. So he looked like a Boy Scout. I mean, he just looked clean cut. He was he was actually my neighbor, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, was going to do an addition and on my home and so just letting it all go would be so nice because I haven't dealt with anything like this in 25 years since my divorce and it just it brings that kind of stuff up how right. difficult it right. is to go through you know these channels but it's been you know on one hand I can say it's it's for soul growth I'm I'm learning things sure yeah. On the other hand, it just feels so lousy. 
<laughs> I'd be quite happy to be finished with it, right? <laughs> I hear that one loud and clear. And the fact that you bring up in the context of this conversation uh, your divorce, you might look at the parallels there. You know, you had right. that you I have. A, bo- a, boy, a boy scout and yeah. would have integrity all the way through your relationship and wasn't exactly the way it worked. And how right. long did you block that before you were able to finally yeah, speak up and you know see the parallels yeah. there? Yeah, and I had a, a goal creating out of avoidance. Please, God, keep me out of any kind of legal system, you know, for the rest of my life after going through a really painful divorce. And that, so I'd like to rephrase that as well. Just that, that'd be a good one because, of course, I've, when, you know, one, one of the, the games of the non being mind is to know exactly what it doesn't want. And by knowing what it doesn't want and being right. focused on it, right. it gets to create it. Yeah. Yeah, so you and, sound like um, you've got a real hydra going here, Marianne, and just know that we're yeah, here to hold the space and hold you on our hearts to to let all of that loosen up, all the crud from your life, from whatever generations are involved here, and just let them move through and, and let them go. Okay, thanks. Thanks so much. I do have one more thing. I, I ran into Val up in Asheville. She's the one who... Um, has the DVDs, and she wondered what yes, to do I, with them. I think them. of her often. Okay. Uh, should I give her a message to send them to you, or what would you suggest? That, sure. That would be fine. Of course. Okay. All cool. right. Thanks again. All right. Lots of love and blessings. We hold the space. And Thank you. You know, if, 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 a, if any deeper pieces come up, uh, please call in and let us support you. That's what we're here for. Okay, thank you all. Bye-bye. Okay, blessings. Bye-bye. And Susan's on with us. <sighs> oh, cool. Well, let's say hello. I know Susan's holding the space on that conversation. Hey. For Mary, for Marianne. Hi. Hey there, young lady. How are you? Hey, Michael. Hey, Pete. Listen. We're rocking, and, and where are you guys now? Um. Well... 81 and 40 are split here, Bristol and Asheville, so we're going to take 44 to Asheville. Ah, okay. So, we're, so you're just about there. How are we? An hour outside? Terry thinks we're about an hour outside of, uh, maybe an hour and a half from Asheville. Cool. Well, I'll I'll be I'm so glad to hear Mary and Colin share that. Good yeah, for you, so girl. Honored, honored yeah. to be the space, and thanks for trusting yeah, us enough to call and, and share it. Absolutely, yes. Um, and I want to say about the laws of living. I had Terry back up from like a couple of weeks before Christmas, and I think the 19th of October is a Monday, and so I'm going to put that as a projected target um, until I, I'm going to talk to some other people that have already expressed the interest in the laws of living. But that's what I'm thinking. I'd like to start it where we get through a couple of weeks before Christmas. Right. On a Monday Perfect. night. So Monday, October the 19th. That's the day after my brother's eternal day. So we'll stay tuned into that and uh, be of all the support we can be in making it happen. Where are you going to hold the class, uh, Susan? Depends on how many I have. I really love having it at my house. I don't know what it is Perfect. about that, but I can... Just uh, have a sweet little, 
space there for them to um, to come and feel at home and have tea and do our breathing sessions on the weekend. And it's um it's almost like living in a retreat center. I like it when it's like that. I should rearrange my whole house to accommodate that laws of living class. So it's um it's really beautiful. It's really nice. I'm excited about it. It is a sweet space that you created. The fact that we got to stay there the last time we were, excuse me, <clears throat> the last time we were in Wilmington, it is a really nice space that you've created. So we'll hold that uh, you'll have a full house. Yes, and I want to thank you, Michael, so much for this summer. The teaching that I received helped me so much to step into another level of integrity and in teaching my work and in being willing to show up and uh, trust Ruka to give me the words and the, the intuition to know what to do and when to do it. So I've just got to follow up on my people that have expressed interest and um, get started on this new class. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're holding the space. That's fabulous. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and Jeannie and everyone so much. I really do. All right. Maybe you could let Terry uh, grab the phone and share a little bit about uh, just his perspective on what was accomplished in Heartland this week. And I feel like we got a huge amount done, and, and you guys were here such a short time. I appreciate the the dedication. You're driving just about as much time as you got to spend here by the time you drove, drove in both directions. Yeah, I felt like it was very important to uh, get out there for myself and discuss what was going on and really really moving and it was uh with all that I hope for and uh, uh things going again in the uh upwardly mobile direction. It's nice to see the community and I really feel a strong synergy coming together to get this next year rolling out the best ever. Yeah, I wish you guys could have been here for the uh the gathering last night. It was just really such a sweet space. Oh, we do too, Michael. Believe me, both of us uh, were, uh, Terry was actually doing a little bit of breathing going down the road as we were leaving, you know, so we were thinking uh, that way, you know, and we were there in spirit. It took us a while to uh, get ourselves back on the road again, so to speak. Right. Cool. And you're All right, well, class is... Yes, thank you. All right, well, travel blessings, and uh, we'll look forward to keeping in touch. Okay, thank you. All right, lots of love and blessings. Absolutely. We appreciate everybody who joins us, and uh, we're down to just the last few seconds, so time time to close out the show. Again, we'll just say that starting February 1st, we'll be doing two consecutive intensives. Uh, There'll be a discount for people who want to spend the whole, it's almost five weeks, uh, who want to do both intensives. And uh, it's going to be uh, an, an awesome space. It's going to be in the lap of luxury uh, in Orlando. We've got this big, beautiful home that we've rented, and uh, it's going to be a sweet space. There's a limited 12 spaces, so come and play. Nine-day codependence to interdependence communication practicum. And that nine-day will stretch out to 16 days. So if there are people who can only do the nine-day segment, we'll have it set up so that you'll get a deep experience of the work. And then for those who want to extend it out to the 16 days, we'll continue. And then we'll move into laws of living. So let us know if you want to come and play. Create the best year yet of your eternal life. Invite somebody to the show tomorrow. Blessings. <laughs>